Hey everybody, welcome to another evening of Jizz Talking right here. You can find us on Twitter at Jizz Talking. And today we have the one and only Sable Renee is with us. Sable, how are we doing today? We are doing fantastic. Hi, everybody. You are a very, very interesting lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try hard. And uh, you have a good friend. And let's talk about her first because it's her birthday and she would want us to talk about her birthday. Coral Happy and Jewel's birthday, birthday, Coral. Yeah, Coral and Jewel's birthdays, and she'll watch this replay, too. And so anyway, tell us about your connection with Coral. Okay, so in the early spring of 2014, I, I was burned out. I was working for the sixth largest bank in the world in the collections department. Trust me, no fun. Um, and I had made a flippant remark in front of a room full of my friends that, you know, it'd be really nice if I could get paid to have sex because I really enjoy it. It's not boring, and I didn't think I could get burned out. Somebody looked at me and went, so go into porn. And I was like, okay. I laughed it off at that point in time because, let's be honest, margaritas were flowing. Um, and then I got serious about it. Started doing some research, deep diving, put basically headshots and uh, uh, resume on sexyjobs.com and a gentleman contacted me offering to be an agent silly me should have done more research uh took him up on the offer um and at one point because i have quite the resume in my professional life uh he hired me as his assistant and i started talking to coral lynn all this happened within 90 days of each other so 90 days i'm getting into the adult industry and she's 90 days behind me so she and I talked frequently on the phone via text but via email um, I moved to Los Angeles in August of 2014 Coralyn was already in the LA area um, 45 days later I fired said gentleman as my agent um, and went basically out on my own and about a year and change later walked onto the set of seducing nina hartley and came face to face with Coraline and it was like old home week i now had a face to put with a voice since we already knew each other it was like two sorority girls around each other ah! <laughs> and we've been best friends ever since i think she's an amazing lady i love her to death I know that she's having a blast at Exotica with it being her birthday and everything, and she better have a slice of cake for me. That's all I have to say. All right, yeah, I have that picture of uh, the five or six of you on a couch and standing behind the couch and in a chair, and I, of course, I can't find it right now, but um, I will have to get that to you right now. Um, Sable doesn't have a public post office address, but... We're going to get one of those sometime, and we'll get some. Well, that's because Sable just moved into a new state six months ago. Ah. I just got the house unpacked. Come on. <laughs> there you go. All right. Hey, we want to bring in uh, David is always first. I always feel bad because I don't get to him right away, and I feel bad because it's Dodgers lost. And anyway, hey. David, how are we doing tonight? Doing good. We're doing good. Thank you, for, thank you, Sable, for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um. Well, I just wanted to know, like, aside from, like, you enjoying sex and everything and getting in the industry, yeah. um, what other stuff have you looked at aside from just sex? Have you looked, like, in 
the networking and probably producing or um the networking i started doing that long before i got actually on screen um and i have made some amazing friends in the industry um the video with nina hartley i had been dating her for four years and her husband prior to that film shoot um up until nine months ago i was actively dating ernest green um i have erica lawrence became a friend of mine cora lynn callie um the two times that i went to the abn there was a lot of handshaking and networking and all of that production wise that thought has been kicked around because one of my significant others is a professional photographer um she's a lot of my photos that you see is are actually shot by her um and my husband has been behind the camera on a couple of my porn shoots so we've talked about doing production Unfortunately, the end of March, beginning of April, that became a non sequitur because I now live in Utah, and it is illegal to shoot porn in the state of Utah. Welcome to land run by Moe's. <laughs> I love Utah. Do not get me wrong. However, I don't have never understood how it is that in this one state, one religion pretty much drives everything. Although... There is an, a, a significant underground down here, which is phenomenal. It's awesome. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Now, you actually uh, uh, just didn't fall off the turnip truck in porn in 2014. You were a dancer. You started out as a dancer. What year was that? Uh, 92. Uh, it, I was in uh, California at the time. Uh, I've actually performed in four different states. Uh, in various clubs. I've actually performed here in Utah uh, back in the mid-90s. Um, basically, I made jokes for a long time when I was back home in Tulsa that, you know, I was fooling myself and everybody else because that was my gym membership, and hey, I got paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And so what, what four states were you in? Um, California, obviously Oklahoma, because that's where I'm from, um, here in Utah, and actually in Texas. Oh, okay. All right. Sounds fantastic. Well, we need to go to Charles, because Charles, uh, his Giants, uh, they lost as well. But yeah. uh, we've moved on, haven't we? David and I are both out of it now. Now we're watching the Braves and the Astros. What? Everybody is having a bad day today with their teams and the sports. <laughs> well, the 49ers play a little bit later on, so we'll see how they do, but I'm not holding out a great deal of hope. Yeah, and the Rams won, so. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and the uh, Cardinals won, too. Oh, okay. Uh, when I go back upstairs, I'm going to have to ask Dad the, the scores because he recorded two games for me. One was the Alabama game, and one was the OU game. Okay, not so much into college football, but I understand the inclination. Well, um, okay. I have to be nice. I'm a OU alum, so the Sooners okay. are my home team. Okay. And, and the Tide is my sister's home team. So. <laughs> I ended up going to a Division three college, and our football team was never very good and never probably will be. Oh. So, such, is the way life, such is the way life goes. 
I found it funny that you were in co- that you did collections because I did collections for a year before I moved into over into bank fraud, and I, uh, it's a challenge. It is yeah. a challenge. Um, I will say point blank: I was never the cream of the crop, but I wasn't the bottom of the barrel. I was proficient at my job. That is sort of yeah. When I moved into bank fraud, I found this is fun. This is really what I like. And it's interesting. It was an interesting view into human behavior. You should try repossession. Oh, God. Oh, no, 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 no. I like oh. fraud too much. But Oh, see, I had fun for the year that I got to run repo. I can, throw, I can throw J-hooks with the best of them. That must be really interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, if you've got a hunting background... Don't take this wrong, guys, okay? I swear. But humans are actually some of the most predictable animals to have to hunt. Having I worked in fraud, that. I absolutely agree with that. <laughs> they are, humans are an interesting species. But we are creatures of habit, so. So, you have a really interesting story about how you got into the adult industry. Um, I did, now I'm going to ask the question because I know Coralyn has a book. Any thoughts of you doing a book? Um, Ernest has been trying to talk me into writing a book. Um, I think that would be like, that would be a really interesting book to read. Yeah, but being, see, a, being, being a big reader than I am. Yeah. The only problem with it is, is the porn part would only be about, okay, I'll take that back now that I'm starting to say it. The sex part would be huge. So, right. So, but no, I think that would be an interesting thing of how you got to, you know, your path kind of thing, if that makes sense. It does. Uh, Ernest is, like I said, Ernest has been trying to talk me into it for the last seven years, and I keep pushing him, and okay, so uh, maybe I oughta. I also did meet Nina Hartley when she was in the Bay Area, and she was so awesome and so kind and so, you know, just such an awesome person yeah she is she is she is unbelievable and one of a kind and trust me if she if the phone rang right now and it was nina and she said i need you i would drop everything and run like crazy but she was you know i met her at like something at the, like the sf library it was like some presentation thing and you know i was probably i think i was the only one who recognized her and kind of like mustered every bit of courage i had to go up to her and say i'd you know, my name's Charles, and it's nice to meet you and everything. And she gave me an autograph, and she, but she was just so nice and so kind, and she was not, like, did not put on airs or anything like that, and it was just amazing. That's, honestly, I had been sitting in my living room in Oklahoma in 2013, um, and had basically, we had watched an interview with her, um, and I was like, you know, it would be awesome to sit down and get be able to pick that woman's brain. And a year later, and I was like, and it's never going to happen. And a year later, I was sitting in her living room, and you know, three hours after that, I'm in, I'm back in the bedroom with her playing with just skin. And I was like, this is surreal. I went from that, saying, I, I have learned never say never, because the universe will prove you wrong. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Charles. Thanks for stopping by. And, 
and uh, we'll, we'll circle back if we have another question. Hey, we need to go down under. Our friend Joey from Australia is with us. Joey, how are we doing today? Good uh, morning, Patrick. Um, I'm all right. I'm just a little bit half asleep at the moment. Just um, don't laugh. Have I been up for about half an hour out of bed? So um, oh, they put me on to night shift now, and um, I'm a little bit under the weather. I'm trying to do the best I can to concentrate. So um but thank you for having me on this morning. Thank you, Sable. Thank you so much for coming on board. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. You're welcome. Um, well, I'm going to take a day off work anyway because it's not, not only Colin's birthday today, it's also mine. So I'm going to take a day off. I'm going to take a night off work to just to relax. So it'd be pretty cool. Um, I have so many questions to ask you. Um, oh, my goodness. My, I know you being in industry um are you still active in the industry because i because um for the last couple of years so i just couldn't see much um material but also saying that um such questions i ask you um have you ever thought about um working behind the camera standing in front of the camera have that, has that ever been your ambition to in that part in the industry um at one point it was something that we were thinking about right now um, I actually have my hands full. I oh. fell back into a very old profession of mine because of the pandemic. I am now a traveling nurse. Uh, I specialize in veterans. So all of my, and this, it doesn't sound like a lot, but you have to understand. I have 14 patients. They're all veterans and they get two hours of my time every day. So I have seven every day of the week. And I'm working a 65-plus-hour work week. So oh, oh, I have my hands full, guys. Your hands are definitely full. Your hands are – oh, my goodness. My goodness. Um, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. The, these guys are all um, – the oldest is 98, and he's a World War II veteran. Um, the youngest is 55, and uh, Desert, uh, the Gulf War veteran. So – that and they're all amazing the each one of them is a unique personality i have a lot of fun doing what i do spending time with them a lot of respect um, as well yeah yeah it just it's not that i wouldn't mm. um because there's a lot of ideas uh just haven't quite figured out how that would work out at this point fair enough i understand it because i mean i was on oh, i think it was it i was at work and I was on, so I'm on Facebook, and I saw a couple of your photos about. I can't remember your were. It was some kind of country scenery. It was like really um, autumn, winter of the mountains and all that. And because I haven't seen any posts from social media from you for quite some time, you, you're very quiet. It's like either you're really busy, or you just, or you just got so much happening in your life. But after really what you're busy. Doing, yeah, you are definitely your, Those, your hands are. <laughs> Those shots were done yesterday coming home um, from the Salt Lake Valley up to the base of the Wasatch where I live um, because we're in the middle of a storm. So, oh. okay. And you, I don't particularly care for cold weather. I may have made a mistake moving back up here um, because winter lasts for nine months. But it just, the the way the clouds were laying, I was like, that's gorgeous. It's stunning. Mm. Just so long as I'm inside. 
Now we 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 are coming out of all, we're coming out of what winter and going into spring at the moment down here. But the weather, the moment spring, it feels like autumn. So if I hear climate change one more time, I'm just gonna yeah, shake my head. Yeah, it's over it. But no, thank you so much for that. And I agree with Charles too. If you ever do decide to, I know you're very busy schedule. You know, head down and decide to write a, a book about yourself. Like it would be very interesting, not just the industry part, but also your life prior to that. It sounds sounds very interesting as well. I will definitely start thinking about that seriously. Sorry about that. I've been doing like I've been following you for quite some time. I'm more so following you on Facebook, but but reading about you, not just the industry part, but prior. It's like wow, it's just the the, the life you had. Interesting. But, um, thank, but thank you, Patrick, once again, and thank you for coming on board of us. I appreciate your time. Yeah, Joey, do you think we had a few, uh, do you think we had a few uh, superstars we announced this next week, couple of weeks? Next couple of weeks. Yes, yes, you can. I'm a little bit excited about that. Um, yes, yes. All right. Good enough. Oh, thank oh. All right. Thanks, Joey. Hey, you were, um, uh, you said you started dancing in about 1992, and, um, you also had an interesting term of uh, uh, residence at uh, the brothel with uh, yes, Dennis Hoff. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Um, okay, so I went to Los Angeles in 2014, 2015, the, in the spring going into the summer. Um, I went to dinner with Ron Jeremy at the Rainbow Room. Um, we sat down in a booth and literally right behind me was a picture of Ron with Dennis. And back in Oklahoma, when they started airing the Cat House series on HBO, I've watched, literally I have watched every episode. And I turned around, looked at Ron, I said, do you know Dennis Hoff? And he said, yeah, we're best buddies. And I went, he's one of those people I would be really interested in meeting. He's like, well, if you ever want to go to work at the houses, let me know. I'll put a word in for you. And I was like, okay, something to think about. Um, and I was living in Cypress, California at the time, down by the Naval Yards, and hadn't really shot anything. And I was like, I can't sit around on my rusty dusty. Um, saw one of Dennis's promos for quality control officers in the AVN magazine. Um, started doing some hunting around on the computer, um, called Ron. I was like, uh, call me back, because he didn't pick up I left voicemail. Um, and I found the links to apply at the Bunny Ranch. So same thing I had done with Sexy Jobs. Sent pictures, sent a resume. Um, Ron called me back. He was like, I'm sitting down with Dennis on Friday which was three days later. He's like, let me tell him about you. I was like, cool. The next morning, I got a job offer from Madame Suzette. <laughs> so I was like, thanks, Ron. Appreciate it. Did it on my own. Um, and started at the Love Ranch North, which is on the cul-de-sac in Mount House, June 1st, 2015. And I left July 1st, 2018. And I dated Dennis for three months in the middle of all of that. Oh, wow. Wow. And you leave on good terms or was, was there problems or you just decided that was time? Um, okay. So not to go into a really long story. Um, Suzette and I were not 
exactly seeing eye to eye on my schedule. Um, and she basically cut my, my legs because I was working at the ranches 12 hours a day, basically six and a half days a week and going home for a day and a half. And um, she cut me back to only 15 days a month. And I'm like, okay, you cut half my opportunities out from underneath me. And then I had a family crisis. Um, so the 1st of July, I got a phone call from their HR manager going, so you're supposed to be in here and you need to go to the doctor. And I went, yeah, well, that's not happening. She's like, why? Well, I said, because uh, we need to talk about my schedule. She's like, well, you'll have to talk to Suzette. I talked to Suzette. Suzette said, no, Set, uh, basically 15 days running constantly, sleep when you can. Um, and she wasn't budging. And to make a long story short, um, I wound up, okay, guys, forgive me. Most girls won't talk about this. I have two children and three grandchildren. One of my grandchildren showed up at my house on the 14th of June looking like somebody had put in, been putting scars out on his legs. Was told that the baby could not leave either my side or my son's side. He had to be with a blood relative so that we could get custody. Suzette would not work with me. Dennis couldn't pull any strings with her, so I left the ranch. Whether that's on good terms or not, I'm not sure, but the baby came before anything else. Sure, as it should. Uh, somebody else who gave, uh, Ron Jeremy gave uh, a leg up to is the one and only Eric Monti, a 16-year veteran of the adult entertainment industry. Eric is with us. Eric, how are we doing tonight? I think Eric's okay. screen is frozen. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Now you now you probably have to uh it cuts out a lot, so we'll skip over you and we'll go somewhere else. Need to need to restart the router. Uh, anyway. All right. Anyway, we'll skip uh, skip Eric for now, but uh, Ron did give uh, Eric a, a leg up on that. Are you there now? Uh, can you hear me fine now? Uh, can you hear me? No. James is with us. James, how are we doing tonight? Oh, I got you. Yeah, I'm here. There's James. Let's, there you go. How are we doing tonight? Okay. You're coming in a little hot. Uh, oh, a little hot. Hold on. How's that? Hey, that's just perfect. Okay. Uh, a question. I don't know, my parent. I'll get one. When you're doing your nursing, what happens if someone recognizes you? Are you prepared for that? or? Um, it's happened one time. Okay. Uh, when I was in uh, Nevada, um, I had one patient that actually did recognize me. Um and actually he was not there there was no nothing about it he he was like okay so i deal with a lot of flesh in my job as a nurse let's mm -hmm. be honest um 
he was more embarrassed than I was. I was like, hey, you know, if you've got something I haven't seen, we're calling Guinness. Um, and he actually was more comfortable with the fact that I was a performer and that I worked at the Bunny Ranch than he had been with any of the other nurses. So um, it actually has worked to my advantage a couple of times. It's, it's only ever caught me off guard once that I've been recognized, and that was um, just it took that gentleman several months to put two and two together. I, I can see now you're getting calls like, okay, I got a new nurse. The nurse is a porn star. Uh, is this <laughs> candid? Is this candid camera? What's going Pretty on? Pretty much. There? He 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 made the connection. He was like, wait. And the truth the truth is, he basically I was standing at a countertop getting a dressing ready, making sure I had all my supplies. And he said, Sable. And I turned around and he went, oh, my God, it's the Sable. And I went, okay, I've been recognized. I was like, yes. <laughs> and he was like, he turned bright red, froze. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm not sure which one of us is more taken aback. The fact that I actually am Sable or the fact that you recognized me. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm your nurse today. <laughs> and of course, being a veteran, you got the old silent salute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, definitely. Excellent. Well, hey, okay. James, thanks for, thanks for asking that. That really brightened me. Herschel Savage one time was was driving Uber. No, no, you got to restart your computer. Um, anyway, um, uh, somebody recognized him, and he says, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm Herschel Savage." And so then the guy in the passenger seat next to him starts watching Herschel's movies on his phone. Oh no. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, hey, uh, a new uh, newcomer to the, our Zoom shows is John. John, how are we doing tonight? I'll unmute you here. Nice to have you along, John. Let me see. Hold on. Uh, let me get back here. Oh. Where am I? Hold You're on. on. You right there. Is that me? Yeah, Patrick, we can see you. How you doing, Patrick? Good, good. You know, I, I worked for Show World for many, many years for Richard Basciano. And uh, I spun off and then uh, I was able to uh, get into my own clubs. Bear Elegance was one of them on 50th Street in the city. And I bought another one in New Jersey. Uh, Sable, I don't, frankly, I don't remember. Uh, I don't know whether or not uh, she did shows for us in Show World at the Green Door Theater. No, I didn't. I wish no. I No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, okay, so I always wanted to go into the big cities like uh -huh. Las Vegas. Uh, right. And like I said, I worked down in Dallas uh, basically with another group with four other dancers. We would drive down from Tulsa into Dallas and work at several of the gentlemen's clubs there. But it was always like... I would love to go to New York. I just never 
I'm a good flyer, but let's be honest, guys. I am not tall. I am not busty. I am not blonde. I'm so? just your typical girl next door. And Okay, so I had the door slammed in my face three times at Spearmint Rhino. I was less than thrilled Ooh. with them. On stage, I mean, flat out, yes, I'm a performer. I think if you're going to get up there, you need to do more than just, okay, you guys want to yeah. see a show. So. When I got up, my music, my costuming, my makeup, everything was choreographed around a show. Um, they didn't want that. And I wasn't big enough in the bust line or in the legs. I don't know. They just would look at me and go, yeah, you're not what we're looking for. Uh, I was like, you're lost. Ah, you know, I'm happy to see that you work with veterans. As a veteran myself, I'm a Vietnam veteran. And... Uh, that's a very beautiful thing that in my opinion that you're doing thank you for sure wonderful really and i i too had lunch with ron jeremy in new york city along with uh, candy barbour did you ever hear of her i've heard of her i've seen pictures ernest yeah. has quite the collection of the the golden era of the adult industry and oh my god some of these women were just uh Candy was a very beautiful woman. As a matter of fact, they used to use her face on the packaging uh, for tapes, porno tapes. And uh, uh, Vanessa Del Rio was another person that I knew well, you know, from uh, Show World. She did work for us. Um, oh, God. That lady, Mike, so really wants to meet you. He was like, if you ever get to meet Vanessa Del Rio, mm. send her my way. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa Del Rio was amazing. She really was. I understand she's doing a movie now. Uh, I don't know if it's finished. I don't know, uh, you know, whether or not it's uh, finished and released. I don't think so. But uh, she's oh, very, very awesome. oh, she's very sweet. She really is. Candy was too. I believe uh, she's no longer with us. Uh, Hyapatia Lee. Oh God, I knew her many of them because I, I hadn't didn't have a choice I was working you know um, and, and you get to meet them and sometimes yeah, they blow you so away cool. I had different aspects of uh, I was working the show in different positions in my lifetime I was there about oh god 19 years and uh, before That's I saw them, yeah yeah I used to uh, oh, wow the things I used to do everything know. from purchasing agent rental agent managing the girls um we had what they called booth babies i don't know if you know what that was but it was a girl in a booth and a customer would walk in and close the door and it's sort of their private area with a piece of glass in between them there was no um, physical contact just a phone nina worked in a place like that in san francisco yes there were places there and i think the mitchell brothers had them yes yeah yeah same thing and uh, Show World was the flagship. As a matter of fact, I have a website. If you get a chance, take a look at it. It's called showworldlegacy.com. I will be checking that out. Do that. And there's a, a tab on the front. It's called the gallery. Click onto the gallery and click onto the emissary. That's me. And you'll read okay. about me in several of the stories that we have. Cool. You'll like that. I yeah, I will. 
Okay. And, and we'll have to have John back on sometime, just a whole show dedicated to him. And, and I, I got his name from before and, and we got to work him into the schedule because John, I think, I think you got some stories. Oh, I have stories, Patrick. Uh, <laughs> so many of them that sometimes, uh, uh, you know, I don't know how much time I would need to tell them, uh, <laughs> which is why, which is why I put everything I could on the site so far. And I'm still not, you know, and there's still many, many more. Sure. Now maybe John should write a book. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah, uh, that's in the process. That's in the process. So that should be coming out hopefully soon, but it takes a long time. Sable, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's so many, uh, uh, so many hurdles you have to jump over, you this know, to try it. to get a book published. You know, right. I did do a couple of podcasts though. Okay. So far. Sure. Excellent. You know, and, and I did a documentary. Uh, it was, a, I, I don't have you, Patrick, have you ever heard of Shelly Wilson? No, I haven't. No. Uh, Shelly Wilson. Shelly Wilson was the queen of the deuce. Oh. Oh, yeah. She, she owned several theaters uh, on 8th Avenue. The Eros, they, she named them all after Greek gods. The Eros, the Venus, the Adonis. Ah. She was a, a very, very interesting woman. Cool. And uh, they're, they're doing something on that, uh, a documentary on that that I'm involved in actually, actually filmed me. So, you know, uh, keep your eyes open for that. And I would love to do something with you. Sure. You bet. We'll reach yeah. out in uh, the next week or two and we'll, we'll figure something out. Okay, John? My pleasure. Okay. It'll be my pleasure and Sable. Yes, sir. Sable, I really appreciate what you're doing for those vets. As I said, I am a vet as well. And, you know, we should have more like you. I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, that, bless you. The, you, guys, you guys signed a blank check um, in blood. We all owe you. I, I, you know, I'd like to think that uh, there's many more like you that feel that way. Uh, we really didn't get a, you know the best homecoming that we should have gotten, in my opinion, uh, when we came back home, uh, you know, but your mindset is correct. It, it, it was bad there and it's bad for everyone, yeah. even the World War II veteran, all those people, you know, they, uh, they put themselves out there and it, they could have returned home differently. It was bad, yeah. you know, and, but not, you know, but you're good. Everything that you do is good to me. I mean, Thank whatever you. you did in your life is perfect. So, you know, I'm glad that I had the opportunity to meet you even here. And if you're ever in the city, you look me up, you hear? Yes, sir. Okay? Yep. And we'll, and, and uh, I'll introduce you to whoever I can, and maybe we can get something happening for you, okay? Okay. <laughs> you take care of yourself. You All too. Right? Nice talking to you. Thanks a lot, John. Cartrell is with us. Cartrell, how are you doing tonight? All right. Well, you, were you drinking a Miller Lite there, I saw it? Or Bud Light? Yes, yeah, Miller Lite. Ah, Miller Lite. Well, must be the front row. Yes. Yeah. Question for Sable. Um, two questions. Uh, what was it like to meet Mike Huckabee, and uh, do you like Southern cuisine since you're from the South? Um. Mike Huckabee was a unique situation because um, 
a client asked me if I would mind going to the town hall with him. Um, bear in mind, I was getting paid. That is what's called an out date. Um, but I also wanted to hear the man speak. Um, the photo, he knew who he was standing next to. Um, and we had had a, talk, a conversation, just he and I and the client, about where I'd come from. So um, it was, the actual incident itself was, you know, it was what it was. It was what happened afterwards that I got a little bit of, um, I got my tail in a knot because um, I really wasn't happy with Dennis. Uh, and as far as Southern food, hello, I cook Southern. I just had catfish and collard greens for dinner. Hello. <laughs> that yeah, is, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. from Memphis. Like, I eat grits and stuff. Okay, I like my grits cheesy with bacon grease and Tabasco sauce. I like mine with sugar in it. Uh-uh, no. I, I'm not too fond of them being sweet, to be honest with you. But, yeah, I like my grits in the morning with especially with a fried egg over top of them and some hot some Tabasco. That's a perfect breakfast. Wow, you should do a cooking video. <laughs> Somewhere on my website, I actually do have a couple of videos of me cooking. If they haven't, if they haven't cut them off. All right. Okay, well, good enough, Cartrell. Thanks for stopping by tonight, okay? Uh, Eric Monty, like I said, was uh, introduced into the business by Ron Jeremy, and and uh, how you doing tonight, Eric? Okay, Patrick. My palpitations went. Yeah, you're you're still really cutting out. I think I'm drinking so much coffee. Well, I think your router needs some coffee because because I can't. Yeah. Uh... Can you hear me okay? No, no. I'm going to mute you and you listen to the playback I know. and see how you sound. Um, Alex is with us. Alex, how are we doing tonight? Hang with me. Can you I'm hear doing... me? Go ahead, Alex. I'm doing pretty well. Um, so, uh, Sable, um, I heard that you were a, um, a nurse. Um, it remi that reminds me of an old joke. Um, uh, did you hear that uh, nurses give really bad blowjobs uh, because they always wait for the swelling to go down? <laughs> so um, I had not any... heard that, but okay. <laughs> so um, do you have any good, uh, like, funny stories from, like, on sets? Yeah, actually, um, Patrick has the, the, pic the pictures from the seduction of Nina Hartley. Um, Nina's got a unique personality, but let's be honest, she's been in the business for a long time. She knows what she's doing, and she handpicked the four ladies that were on set with her. Um, you know, it was Nina, Coraline and me, uh, Erica Lawrence, and Callie Karina. And Nina handpicked all of us because she either knew each one of the ladies or had heard about the other ladies from somebody. So, in effect... We all either knew each other or wanted to know each other, and we all know because we have the user manual. We know how to play with other women, um, but we had a cameraman, 
a sound guy, and a light guy, and they were all trying to figure out how they were going to set up the scene. And Nina basically got fed up, walks into the middle of these three guys and says, all right, that's enough. We're five full-grown women who have the user manual. We know what we're doing. You turn on the lights. You turn on the sound. You turn on the camera and get the hell out of our way. Let's go. At which point I'm on the floor laughing. Coraline's standing there going, um, Erica is fallen out because she's worked with Nina before and is just busting up. And Callie Karina is sitting there going, so are we going? And it went from, those three men were just like, okay. And we got some of the best footage once the men got out of our way because the girls just kind of took over. You know, Coraline tells the story of Nina walking in with this big bag of toys and dumping it out on the table, which nobody got to see unless they put it in the behind-the-scenes stuff. And all of us girls are sitting there going, we can play with all of this. We get to use all of this. And at one point, because like I said, I had been dating Nina for a while, um, if they did not cut it, um, at one point she calls me an evil cunt in the shoot. Because I got real, legitimate orgasms from Nina because I knew how to make that happen. Mm. So I was kind of sitting there going, I did good. I pay attention. So does Nina have like a real orgasm tell? Yes. Can you tell what that, can you tell us what I that am is? not giving it away. Ah. <laughs> Swither shot. <laughs> there is a specific combination to her say. Hmm. It's good to know. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot for that. And uh, Sable does have some uh, fun stories about the, the Bunny Ranch tour. Uh, uh, David Dennis Hoff, you want to share one of those if you want? Um. Okay. So Dennis and I started dating. Um. In and. If anybody has watched any of the Cat House or any interviews with Dennis, A, Dennis has two ex-wives. He decided when he started um, when he started running the, bunny, the Moonlight Bunny Ranch after he bought it, and he and Sunset Thomas split, he was not going to date civilians. They have to be working girls or, no, take that back. They have to be working girls. Porn girls don't fill the scenario. They actually have to be working girls. Um, but when we were dating at one point in time, he looked at me because I was sitting in the parlor of the Sage French Ranch and I was crocheting a blanket because I had needed to have something to keep my hands busy. Um, and I looked up and told Dennis that, you know, if you really wanted to save money on, uh, commuting down to Las Vegas and, um, gentlemen coming up from Las Vegas and girls needing to do outdates down in Las Vegas that his best bet would be to buy a plane. And he looked at me and says, I can't afford a plane. I said, sure you can. He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, the cost of a small jet is no more than what you just spent on that BMW that you've got sitting out in the parking lot. And he looked at me and he's like, uh, I said, and you can make the plane pay for itself. And he turned around looked at me and said, is there anything you don't know how to do? And I looked at him and I said, yeah, I don't know how to knit. 
and went back to doing what I was doing. And he was like, I knew there was a reason I liked you. I was like, I love you too, Big Daddy. And off he sauntered. But at one point before uh, I left the ranches, he was actually looking at buying a plane to do shuttles between Reno and Las Vegas. And guests would have gotten comped on the planes if they had certain outdates. So it was kind of cool. There was a lot of weird stuff that happened around the ranches. Um, things that Dennis would do that he thought were funny and the rest of us were like, Dennis, shut up, please. Um, and the gallows humor got a little out of hand after the Lamar Odom thing because they put pictures of the Love Ranch North, which is where I was when that all happened, on all of the news reports. And I kept going, that's the wrong house. And Dennis finally looked at me and told me to stop it. And I was like, why? It's the wrong house. He was like, yeah, but it's a better picture. And I went, it's still the wrong house. <laughs> and I did get him back. Um, oh, we lost Cottrell. I did get Dennis back about Southern food. Uh, well, Cottrell was eating, and we don't allow people. To, I don't, I don't want to watch somebody eat. Oh, okay, uh, I get that. While we're doing this. I mean, if it's that boring, then just, just leave. But I don't think it's that boring. And so, anyway, uh, if you want well, to eat, do that on your own time. Yeah, Dennis got introduced to real Southern food when he went back to Oklahoma, and it is the one thing that I hate about living in Utah. There are no Waffle Houses. So if anybody is near a Waffle House, it hooks table up, because they ain't got them out here. Right, right. All right, Eric, let's see if we can get you again. I hear so much feedback, it's impossible to hear. Can you hear me at all? No, when you watch the replay back, you can hear how it is. Can you hear me at all? Still, still can't hear me. Can you hear me at all, Patrick? Not at all? Not, not really. Uh, we're not going to test anymore. We're done. Damn it. It's garbled. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't. Let's, um, let's go to Mark. Yeah, I can. I'm surprised you can't hear me at all. How are we doing tonight, Mark? Good, Patrick. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, good. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed you in Miami. Uh, something came up. I had to work. It's been a bad year for me. Yeah, <laughs> you had a couple things that you were starting on, and then, doggone it, we just didn't hook up. But we had some fun, and and I kind of surprised uh, George and Aaron down there, I, I think. So it was a fun time. So hopefully next year I'll be able to get down there, but... Working in a supermarket, sometimes people call out or they don't show up, and it's just annoying as hell. And sure enough, somebody got in a car accident and got hurt, and they called me in, and I'm like, well, I can't say no. Right, right. <laughs> how you doing, Sable? I am doing fantastic. Well, Oklahoma girl, huh? Yep, boomer sooner baby. Uh, well, you say your sister's an Alabama fan, huh? Yeah, she was. Well, well, here, here, let me uh, represent for you. Oh, here. no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. No. Ow. You're giving me hives. <laughs> well, that's Tennessee, not Texas, baby. <laughs> I know. What still? Well, uh, you know, I went to Norman in 2015 to see Oklahoma play Tennessee. I know. We got our nice people around. 
I had a time. I had a great time. You know, y'all kicked our butt, but we had a good time. <laughs> should have beat you the year after that. But that's you beside know, the point. <laughs> you should be around. You should see it around my mama's house come come the playoffs because you know mom went to OSU, I went to OU, my sister went to Alabama. Um, it's it's bad. Oh my lord, we'd all be it's arguing. bad. We'd all be arguing. <laughs> we did. Um, and I will say this: after September of last year, um, we all now root for the tide, just simply because we know she's oh, God. looking down, screaming so at the tide. I hate them so much. Of course, Who, you remember that's a historical rivalry. This is true. And oh my God! All the teams Saban had to go to, he had to go to Alabama. He couldn't go to USC. He couldn't go to UCLA. He went to Alabama. Made our life a living hell. Yeah, but we like Nick Saban. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, here in some of the stories you've been saying, you've lived a pretty adventurous life. Well, I have this theory. When I go to my great reward and I get met at the pearly gates, I don't want to be sitting there going, I wish I had a. That's a great I want to be able to look back and went, I, yeah, I did that. Yeah. I, well, I told my family when it's my time, I want to be cremated. I want some of my ashes spread down here in Florida. And the rest I want spread in the south end zone of Nayland Stadium. So if Alabama scores, it's over my dead body. Okay. <laughs> Good way to look I like the way he thinks. Uh-huh. Well, always step ahead. <laughs> like I said, um, I'm fairly familiar with your adult career a little bit. Um, I've seen here and there. You know, I do like what you do as a nurse uh, with the veterans and everything. You know, I was just hearing about that. Um, like I said, that's uh, you've lived it quite a lot, you, and you got to be one of the best-looking grandmothers I've ever seen. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I had no idea you were a grandmother. That's amazing. You look like you're in your thirties. <laughs> well, thank you, because I'm looking at fifty-one coming down the pike. Ah, you're still behind me. I just turned fifty-seven this month, so. Yeah, which makes you age appropriate. Yay! That's right. <laughs> But uh, anyway, I'll let you talk to these other guys. I just want to say hello and bust your chops about being an OU fan and all that fun stuff. Boomer sooner, baby. All right, darling. We'll see you soon, all right? Okay. All right. Yeah. And I guess that's the that's kind of neat thing about our group here is is we we don't just dive into one, you know, one thing and it's all about this, 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 and this. We've got a, a varied interest from all the guys who bring each of their perspectives to the to the door here and I'm loving great. it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great to have uh, someone who plays along with that too, and just not be my only fans. I'm on only fans. I'm on only fans. You know that type of thing too. So, but uh, anyway, anybody else have a question for Sable? Next week we have uh, David Bertolino that's going to be with us, and David. I'll get to Alex in a second. David, we're gonna, it's kind of going to be a two-parter because uh, it's going to be on Halloween, and David and his father used to own Spooky World back in the day, back in Massachusetts. We're going to talk a little bit about a uh, movie that's coming up with David and uh, featuring Spooky World, since we're on on that. And then also the second half of the interview is pretty much going to be his uh, talking about his relationship 
with the adult entertainment industry. Uh, I met David uh, at uh, Bill Margold's funeral. We had the memorial service at David's home. And it was a very nice home. And I've stayed there several times um, since then. And uh, we've done, he's done some other projects. We're gonna talk all about that coming up next week. So let's go back to Alex and check in. Alex, a follow-up. Hey, uh, this is actually more of a comment though, but uh, Sable, you meant you mentioned the uh, Waffle House. Is that is this is actually something I've heard about? That's uh, something that's called the Waffle House Index. Um, basically, like Waffle House has a reputation for like just not shutting down for like anything. So one of the signs for like a natural disaster that's like really really bad is if Waffle House is shut down. This is a true statement. Yep. When we had the 2007 ice storm in Tulsa. <laughs> Um, there actually were only a couple of the Waffle Houses that were actually actually able to be open. Wow. And, yeah, the truth is, the world was coming to an end. Because they don't close for nothing. They have to literally be hit by a tornado of something blow the Waffle House up for it to close. Basically. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Hell high water, they don't care. Uh, Armageddon, two hours, two hours late. <laughs> uh-huh. And they don't close, but it is the best place to go at like 3 a.m. if you're starving or if you're drunk, because you can get a good meal, you watch it make it, you have fun with your friends. Unfortunately, they don't have those in Minnesota, as far as I know. They don't have them out here either. I think once you get past the Midwest line, so out of Texas, out of Oklahoma, out of Missouri, there are no Waffle Houses. None. I've uh, I've eaten at one in West Memphis, Arkansas, and one in Nashville. That would make sense. They go the other direction. If you're coming out to the West Coast, forget it. No, they're no. It's just a special breed of people that eat at Waffle Houses. <laughs> just and uh, yeah, but they're a good kind of people. They are a good kind of people. But <laughs> uh, I like the way they shout the orders back to the kitchen. You know. Uh, it's, a, it's a great thing. So anyway, Sable, we have had so much fun talking tonight and you are welcome to come back anytime you want or contribute anything uh, to our uh, page. Uh, if you have anything, um, we'll be also waiting some time for your, uh, your mailing address so we can get some things sent to you. I will get that taken care of. And side note, guys, if you have any other questions that I haven't answered, feel free to send me a message on Facebook. It's okay. She is just really accessible when you uh, uh, when you're not working. <laughs> this is true. Um, I try very hard to have Saturdays and Sundays off, but yeah, my day starts at five thirty in the morning and ends when it ends. Wow, wow. So anyway, we do appreciate you stopping by, everybody, on uh, JustTalking.com again uh, next week. David Bertolino will be our guest on Halloween, and we're going to talk some. Halloween stuff with David Bertolino is going to have a fun time and he's a great guy. So anyway, until then, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.